Support for this podcast is provided by Cressa. Cressa is the occupier's champion, the world's premier corporate real estate advisory firm, exclusively serving startup businesses and major global organizations alike. As a Portland pillar for over 25 years, Cressa partners with its clients throughout the entire project lifecycle, from workplace strategy and discovery through the deal transaction and project management delivery of space. Cressa partners without conflict and applies integrated expertise to make your business better. Go to cressa.com Portland to connect with the Portland advisory team. From that cast creative, I'm Dan Bruton, and this is the PDX Executive Podcast. A show where I talk with inspiring leaders who are shaping the future of Portland, Oregon. Every week, I sit down with business executives, startup founders, and community leaders to dive into their career journey and get insights into the impactful work they're doing in our slice of the great Pacific Northwest. Katie, thanks so much for joining the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great today. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. And, you know, as we were talking before we started recording, there's lots of things I want to get into. And, um, you know, I would love for you to first start off the origin story for your company and tell us what it is and and what you do, if that sounds okay. No, absolutely. Uh, Portland Pet Food Company was founded in 2014. The founder was really our standard poodle, Rosie, 14 and a half at the time. And she was failing. Uh, the vet has really given up on her and thought maybe it was her time. She wasn't eating. And so I started researching about pet food and quickly started cooking. And Rosie started eating and she gained weight and thrived. And she lived to be 16 and a half just eating Portland pet food. Wow. So share this with others with the Food Innovation Center uh, with Sarah Massoni. And developed some recipes. 2014 at farmers markets uh, with our pet meals as we were creating pet treats at my So we worked with a local brewery to create brewskets. Uh, we basically go over on brewing days and repurpose their spent grains, which is mm. the barley, and mix them with all Bob Red Mills flowers. Uh, we use all, still continue to use his flowers in all of our biscuits today and um, mix them with either like pumpkin beef broth, or a nitrate-free bacon. And so what were you doing before? I assume you were not in the, the pet food uh, business, right? I was not in the pet food business. I owned a company, uh, Academic Network, uh, and sold that company back in 2008. Okay. And a communications company, we worked with uh, food and beverage companies as well as pharmaceutical companies where we provided consumer education uh, via, at that time, <clears throat> excuse me, an 800 number. Um, but quickly grew to be online. Okay. So you knew some of the challenges maybe working with, uh, work, hadn't had previously worked with kind of consumer type businesses. So that didn't daunt you at all, huh? No, it didn't daunt me at all. Um, you know, I sold the business, as I mentioned earlier, and I wasn't really looking to get back into business, but um, I held an el- had an elderly dog and she, she needed me and I saw how she thrived. And I just thought, you know, we have something here. Uh, there were a lot of local raw pet food companies. Uh, Rosie was older at the time. Um, she didn't really tolerate raw. So this was a cooked meal. And um, I just decided that there was a niche that we could fill with this. And we started out as a fresh frozen meal and quickly 
uh, put it in a shelf stable pouch. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. I mean, 14 years in, that's amazing. So where, where is the business now? I'd love to. The business is growing rapidly. We had, um, you know, substantial growth in 2019 and continue that in 2020. Um, like other businesses, uh, we've been dealing with circumstances around COVID, but we are an essential business. So we've been open every day. Uh, we've been very busy. Our focus moved a little bit more online as stores were closed, particularly pet specialty stores at the mm-hmm. time. Um, but we really have worked closely with our brick and mortar to help them with promotions in every way that we can to get through this period. Yeah. And I, you know, I personally am just really interested in, you know, how some businesses have been, you know, pivoting or maybe not pivoting is the right word, just um, adapting, you know, to what's going on. And I know traditionally, you, you know, you have a lot of great partners in the retail, the brick and mortar space, but you're starting to do some stuff more online direct to consumers. Is that right? Or even thinking about it? No, we have done, we had always been on Amazon mm-hmm. and we're on Amazon seller, which is where you as the manufacturer, or the seller can control the pricing. Yeah. So we really saw that as a marketing, a grassroots marketing effort by us. Um, and it would spill over into sales into brick and mortar stores. Mm-hmm. And we decided this year, particularly with COVID in March and some of the stores closing down, that we would put some more effort into online um, and also build our own online direct store. Mm. So this has really accelerated you going your, nothing wrong with Amazon. We all love and hate Amazon sometimes, but (laughs) they're great. But just the acceleration of going, you know, directly. And so what are some of the things you are learning as you you build that out? Well, we're finding that um, we've had almost a 65% repurchase rate within 30 days. So we quickly have built out our subscription program. Mm. And that is growing at leaps and bounds this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, th- talk about more about subscription, um, how that works, because it's, you know, something during this pandemic, I've signed up for different subscription things and obviously I'm getting marketed more for those. So um, yeah. Talk about how your, your specific one works. Well, we created a very flexible program so the consumer can adjust their delivery times um, as much as they want. We offer um, from one week up until eight weeks between orders. And our meal program has grown substantially uh, with this. Uh, Treats uh, was always there and it's it's continued to grow, but the meal program has grown substantially. And as far as on the infrastructure part and the technology piece of it, um, have you partnered with other people? Have you found that a challenge or with all the tools available now? I'm just, you know, how's that going? You know, we have always used the Shopify platform and that has worked well for us. Uh, We've worked with uh, local designers in creating it and we're actually redoing our um, site at the moment um, just to expand all of the options for consumers as well as for we as a staff can create better um, educational programs. Uh, We also are creating a website that's also uh, very usable by foreign markets because we are shipping now overseas and part of our strategic plan is to build our export market. Oh, great. Well, uh, that's great to hear about Shopify. I mean, I've, if you've been following their stock, that's just it's skyrocketing during this whole thing because yes. market, you know, so, but it seems like a real, I, I've kind of played around with it um, and it just seems like a really adaptable kind of platform you just scale. So that's, that's really great. 
it's been very easy to work with. And we've been uh, blessed by having really great local folks to help us build this out too. Yeah. Well, I'm going to kind of um, try to get out of you some of the challenges because I think, you know, a lot of folks listening to this are, you know, business leaders or on their own business and it's great to know what's working, but what are some of the challenges that you've kind of gone through during not only the pandemic, but just since you started your business that you can share and some lessons learned? No, absolutely. Um, I was in a service business for academic network. And so I didn't, I didn't know anything about a consumer product goods. Um, but it's a very supportive community in Portland, particularly around the food community. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's great support there. So I had to learn all about distribution, pricing, et cetera. And, um, you know, we grew fivefold last year. So that was a wow. huge challenge in 2019. And um, we're going to grow threefold at least this year. So some of the challenges are space. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a kitchen facility in Portland where we do all the baking. Okay. And we're currently now looking for a larger space. And I'd prefer to stay close in to Portland if I can. So mm. there's always the challenges of, you know, new, new equipment, expanding your staff. Um, we just hired five new people last week. Wow. So wow. I, was just, okay. I was just over in the bakery this morning meeting some of the new staff. And we've added a second shift. So we're baking now from, I think, about 4 a.m. until 7 p.m. Wow. Daily. Yeah. That's awesome to hear about the growth. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's been wonderful, uh, but it creates challenges. Sure, um, yeah, sure. And you know, you mentioned I didn't. I forgot this piece. There are so many great food companies here or in manufacturers here in, in Portland, and there is kind of I've kind of learned, um, you know, almost like a food manufacturing row or like I don't know where your your facility is, but like a you know inner. Uh, inner east side and things. So how has that community been for you as you've grown your business? Have you tapped into other you know, folks that are in the space here locally? We have. We've tapped into a couple of the other pet food companies, but because we are human grade, we are members of the Specialty Food Association. And we've also then connected with other food makers that are making human food here. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. You know, we use all humans. and so some of the challenges they are, and we can share stories, um, how we've worked with, you know, theaters or local retail stores. Yeah, Katie, you cut cut out for one second oh, there. Oh dear. But yeah, no problem. That's the you know the technology piece of all this is. <laughs> no. And I know one thing I saw on your site, and I want to ask you about it. Is you, it looks like you dedicate you give some of your profits away to to nonprofits. And that's something here in Portland, you know, it's just becoming more prevalent. And I think it's always been a part of our, you know, business culture and, you know, some of these companies that are like, you know, B Corps and things. So, you know, talk a little bit of that. Do, was that always, you know, since you started the business, like this is going to be part of who we are or how's that evolved? Very much so. We, it's always been part of our business since day one. And we don't work with one um, program, but we will select every quarter a different group that we would like to work with. Hmm. And so we've worked with various groups throughout the Portland area, as well as down in Southern California, because we're selling on the East Coast. We've done a couple um, programs, and it will either be, we'll donate 5% of our every quarter uh, to one of these organizations. 
and it'll be an organization supporting animals, usually a rescue organization. Mm. Um, we have worked with Meals on Wheels, though, around the holidays, uh, because a lot of folks who are having their meals delivered also have pets at home. And so we'll donate meals around the holidays with uh, our Grandma Ada's holiday meal. Um, we just feel that's a real, you know, it's, it's giving back. It's a real part of our business. Uh, we're very much um, ethically driven from, from the donation side of it to where we source our ingredients. Um, we work with uh, as many local suppliers as we can, such as Bob Red Mills, uh, mm. Carlton Farms, Cascade Meats, and we're part of the um, Pet Sustainability Coalition. We try to work with, um, you know, very, most of the companies are in Portland. Uh, the breweries, as I mentioned earlier, to, yeah. to repurpose their spent grades. So trying to work with our local community. That's amazing. I love it. All these brands you you rattle off, you know, Bob's and the, and the breweries. Uh, it's very much a Portland story, right? <laughs> of, of, you know, kind of homegrown. That's great. Yes, it really is homegrown. As I mentioned before, everyone's so supportive and mm-hmm. we're a little bit of an editor because we're pet food, but we're, um, you know, trying to give real ingredients to dogs. I mean, I don't know if you're most pet-rendered animals uh, that are not fit for human consumption. And mm-hmm. we just decided we wanted to provide wholesome ingredients. Mm-hmm. And by Same assume- thing that you would find in your own pantry. Yeah, and I assume when you made that decision, it's cost more to do that, right? So, you know, um, I, I, that's that's I really admirable because I mean, the, the cost structure is probably a little higher, but um, you, you no, the cost structure higher. Try to bring down, um, you know, the prices as we can as we grow scale. Mm-hmm. That's also uh, a mission that we have is to make this up for as many people as yeah. we can. Yeah, and it's I think the consumer. I mean, it's I have pets. And I'm willing to, you know, most people are willing to spend the money to get the, the, the most quality. So um, uh, that I think that's great. Well, what's, what's next for a company? What do you see? I mean, you're 14 years in, you're experiencing a lot of growth. What's, well, not in years in, we started in 2014. So we're oh, I'm sorry. Six years. Yeah, yeah. That's six okay. Year. We're yeah, just yeah. six years in. Um, we are, as I mentioned, right, in our facility. Uh, we are shipping over 1,700 in States and we're shipping to Canada and to Japan. Uh, we're currently on a distribution agreement with China. Hmm. Uh, it's to grow this into an everyday name household and yeah. um, it is a more premium product, but it can be affordable for everyone. Some individuals are feeding dogs to their dogs as a daily meal supplement. We can't, um, the guy is a topper, mixer. Mm. And a lot of folks are adding it to kibble because just adding 20% to it creates mo- moisture that the dog needs. Mm. Um, if you are just kibble, you should just should make sure they have a lot of water. But by adding a spoonful on pet food, it provides moisture. It provides added nutrition, wholesome wow. and natural nutrition, as opposed to synthetic vitamins and minerals that are typically added back into dog food. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I think that's, you know, widens the market quite a bit too. So, well, right. Oh, very much. So the topper mixer growth in 2019 doubled. And mm. um, so it's very versatile. Uh, people are using, as I mentioned, as a, a standalone meditational meal uh, mixer. They're going for hiking, 
toss one of the self-stable pouches in their backpack and take it with them right. on the road. Yeah. Well, that's great, Katie. What, one thing I always like to kind of end conversations with is really talking about Portland. I mean, you have it in your name, <laughs> in your company name, right? So it's a big part of who you are. And, you know, we all love Portland. Um, I think it's a special place, but always, you know, as far as doing business here, what are some of the, the great benefits, but also, you know, some of the challenges it's just for, from a business owner perspective, uh, you know, we're still a pretty, I always say mid size, smaller, you know, market and, and town. So, you know, we've really focused um, regionally at first, right within our own city and Portland's very supportive of the food community, working with the Oregon food innovation center, early on was very, very helpful. And we continue to work with them today. And then taking some of the courses at the Oregon Food Innovation for food manufacturers was also extremely helpful for myself because I knew nothing about Hmm. food production. Um, And the local stores have been very, very supportive in local products. And we just kind of grew from there into the Pacific West and then down through Southern California and now, as I mentioned before, we are selling on, in the, on the East Coast and several pet specialists were in Wegmans. Um, Portland, as you mentioned, I mean, it's in our name. Yeah. Uh, we just felt as though Portland's a really foodie community and everyone knows Portland. Mm-hmm. And why shouldn't pet food come from Portland too? We have wonderful ingredients and suppliers that are close by. Yeah. And we've been into that and grow our business. Yeah, I love that, representing Portland across the world. And so what are some other things um, that make it a little harder from having a business based in Portland? Well, quite a few of the manufacturing facilities, we do have a co-manufacturer our meals, um, are located in other states. And we really are dedicated to trying to keep things here within the Northwest. Uh, so that's that's one factor of growth. Um, that's a the other is uh, because we are human, we have to prepare all of our food in a human grade facility. Mm. And many of the bakeries, um, there's actually, no, I don't know, I won't say three or four, but there's a small number of large bakeries for many of the pet food companies and they mm. the same bakeries, but they're not deemed human grade facilities. And so as we grow here, we'll be challenged either to to build out our own facility or to work strategic partner to develop mm. a larger facility. Yeah. Well, Katie, where can folks find you and, and, and specifically find about more about the subscription kind of services you're offering now and, and things? I'm really interested, in, especially the, the topper thing. I didn't even think about that, right? If For folks who you know, might be using, want to supplement the other kind of things you're doing. So. Oh, yes. I mean, I, there's studies showing that just by adding 20% of a whole food ingredient with the kibble huh. increases the nutrition for, for the dogs. Yeah. Interesting. Really cool. And so, you, you can find a lot of this information. We have it on our website at www.portlandpetfoodcompany.com. It's a long one. Yeah. Um, we obviously are on Instagram and pet food um, and we're on Facebook, but um, we have a lot of information on our website because our site wasn't just for selling product. We also wanted to provide information, educate the consumers. So we're, we have several blogs um, regarding nutrition, how to read a pet food label, mm. um, 
and you can find there. Hmm. Well, Katie, thanks so much for you know hopping on and just continued success. And it's great to hear the growth that your company is going through. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. The PDX Executive Podcast is a production of ThatCast, a Portland, Oregon podcast agency that partners with brands to create custom podcasts. You can learn more at thatcast.com. And please take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast as well. 